You are listening to Senua, a podcast exploring blackness in music, TV, and film. Sup, sup. Another Saturday, another day, another episode. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Now, normally, like, you give a, 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 a spiel, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm That's good. I'm good. good. I'm That's good. good. I think, in a good place. I think, I don't know. I feel like the energy, like, even though the year is almost over, mm-hmm. I feel like the energy is a really, like positive yeah the the year flew like i'm looking at it i'm 11 like november yeah like wow somebody said because i'll be in twitter and like someone's like oh the year has been so long like us came out this year like it feels like it hasn't (laughs) been like that long i thought us was last year but it literally was like earlier this year so it's like it's two things. I guess it feels like it flew, but when you start looking at events, it's like oh it shit. Feels kinda it feels kind of like long, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's wild. Word. Od. Well, looking into it, what's been going on over the past couple of weeks? Got some exciting news. Got some exciting news. You have exciting news. Yeah. Okay. That new job is exciting news to me. I mean, that's great news. <laughs> <laughs> new job is exciting news to me. That's good. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I, I'm extremely happy about that, just in terms of, like, upward mobility. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I guess, all right, so I guess if we sharing life shit, if we sharing news, I got a promotion and hey. a raise. Hey. So. That's dope. That is dope. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. It's more responsibility, but... No, you got that. Yeah. It's a, something, a position I've never really been in before. Okay. So I know that I'm working on getting used to that and how to figure that out and how to do my best at that while still, like, Focusing doing on you. That and also just, like, my other job responsibilities. Ah, got you. Because... When I'm at work, I'm at work. Once I'm gone, work yeah, don't come with me. That shit stay right the fuck there. <laughs> so that's just trying to get acclimated. It's working on getting acclimated to that new uh, situation. It's so, a process. Yeah. I'm happy because Lord knows. Yeah. I needed more money. I feel you. <laughs> so, I feel you. Yeah. I feel like that's the common thread in New York. Shit. Listen. You could be a millionaire, but nah, it's not enough. I don't get it, but yeah. I don't either. <laughs> if it was me, I'd be like, "All right, million, we making it work." Like, yeah. but. well, on to the rap. Speaking of millionaires, going to the Diddy situation. Diddy talks bringing back making the band. All right, so he actually been talking about this. So is there an update? So, because uh, he was talking about it as of like a few months ago. And he had, like, put up a post on Instagram, oh, and he was like, oh, you know, should I bring it back? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And, nigga, excuse me, people's like, that's all That's all good and well. Bring back the season. Can you put this on Hulu with the band? Like, I need to see so, that. <laughs> so, did you, so, so, so you mean, like, put all the episodes on Hulu, like, past episodes? I want. That's what I want to see. I don't want no new band. Really? I want, no, I don't want that. I want... I mean, it would be cool, but that's not on anything. Like, you cannot... I don't think you could find no, you it on DVD. You it's can. not on, like, any streaming services or anything like that. So, give the people what they want. Give us that and then do your little show. I mean, if he does it, I, I would hope that he would think, it, like, ahead and, and do do something like that. Yeah. The question was posed to him uh, while he and DJ Khaled were uh, sharing the cover on Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone magazine. Is this this month's issue? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. So he was asked during the interview, what does he look for uh, when signing new artists? Mm-hmm. Huh. He hasn't signed anybody in, in a, a while. Yeah. And his, his response actually made sense. Mm-hmm. So according to him, to be honest, I've been in uh, semi-retirement. If you don't see my name on all the top 10 records, which is crazy. My man said all the top 10 records. <laughs> 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 that means I'm not making music. Mm-hmm. Did he replied. I'm bringing making the band back in 2020. I'm contemplating. Is there a role for me in music now? I was. Oh, sorry. I just know that for me, I would only be able to sign legends. Cough, cough. Is that what that's was inserted? Cough, cough. No, I, I cough, cough because I, I, I have my doubts in terms of, of now, I'm only signing. Le- but legend 
are signing when <laughs> when you say signing legends does he mean like people that are already solidified in the industry and no. you're bringing them back to bad boy or are you talking about someone that you see that will have quote unquote legend potential he meant like legend potential okay which that's why i inserted cough cough hem, hem. that's what yeah. you meant okay like because it's a couple of people who aren't legends that were signed a bad boy <laughs> but other quote is to be honest my decisions will be made through god i'm at a, another frequency and level of music it would have to be something that god fully put in my heart like when i heard biggie or i heard mary j blige okay i mean so if he's going back to like that feel to where like he got a feel from his spirit i'm fine i'm fine with that i'm, I'm totally cool with fine with that as well yeah i don't know why i just thought about diddy dirty money fucking amazing album see never getting that again so we're talking about making a band which produced day 26 dub band and danity kane danity kane Mm -hmm. which excuse me all amazing artists like in their own right they put out some really good albums day 26 listen like (laughs) both of their albums like i remember i i don't think i was watching their season of making the band like that but it was out around the time i started college Mm -hmm. and i remember the finale i think of when they were going to announce who was in the group that same night like we had like a a freshman like ceremony and i know the girls was like um this needs to hurry up because we need to watch the band we need to watch making the band (laughs) to see who is in this group so i remember like Mm -hmm. after that we going up back to our dorm rooms and watching and seeing who's on who's there winning? and everything like that and then the name which okay they they 26, 26. Oh, okay, sorry cool. <laughs> whatever the biggest <laughs> thing for me that, that i'm thinking is if he's is if he's gonna make someone run this season because my man done made people walk for cheesecake he made people walk for cheesecake yes when he found out that homie had it made a grilled cheese sandwich he made him run two miles on the spot I feel sorry for him. This was on making the band. Yes, this okay. Was with, <laughs> this was the season with day twenty six. Okay, the the heavy set dude. I forgot dude's name. The dark skin heavy set. I know dude. he's talking about. I think so, his name is Mike. Yeah, so he, he was like, "All right, Mike, we gotta get you in sexy shape." Mm-hmm. He walked in. Mike was making a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> he made him run in the treadmill. Mm. Like the, those are things that that I think about. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, for humor. Yeah. Um, but I I do love the aspect of is Diddy. Yeah. And I in. The article that I read it also mentioned uh, rhythm and flow. I don't know if you're able to to see. I that. didn't get to watch. So rhythm and uh, flow, like I heard it was really good. The though. artist on rhythm and flow, yeah, fucking immaculate. Like I, especially like the last five. The winner is Sir's brother. Oh, that's Sir, Sir's the singer. brother. Yeah, um, that's on the TDE. That's his. I think his older brother. They look alike. Like when you, they yeah, look alike. When you went, but he never mentioned that. With, they with the never show. did. That's um, crazy. Like that family is like very talented, super talented. So like the, I the need mother can sing. the mother moms yeah. is like she, she can play the piano. He could play the piano. Uh, the, the dude's name who, who won was D Smoke. Uh, Smoke. Yeah. Dag, I'm, I'm mad that we're all off on a tangent because I, I didn't want to ma- uh, like mention rhythm and flow, but no, the I mean we. Passed and I, I know you didn't see it, so I didn't want. I mean. We know who won. Yeah, we so know who won now. So it's it not like ma- just go ahead. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my my aspect of it, I can't wait for you to watch it. Yeah. Because me personally, I like D Smoke. I think he he was an amazing artist or is an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. But you have Flawless, who who was the runner up. I know he performed with Janae Aiko. Yes. I didn't get to see that, but and I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch the season. Yeah, though. you. De- I, I think you. you I'm going to watch it. it. I'm going to watch it. it. I really truly believe that he should have won, mm-hmm. only because the round before the very last round, okay. uh, D Smoke like he forgot an entire verse. Ooh, did and, he at least like? And, and of course, there was reason behind it. Like his entire like setup and everything, huh? Did he so, come up with something? Uh, I'm sorry. Like no, no, no. Go ahead. They, they, no, he didn't. Okay, he kind of like mumbled through it. Ooh, yeah. So <laughs> and it, this is not taken away from him because they yeah. only had like a day to to write the song, create the song, come with a set for it. And, and okay. like present it, but okay. at the same time, you had everyone else and, that and really he, he didn't forget his shit. We're at all. on point, yeah, exactly. So that, that's my only thing because it's competition. And when I think of competition, of course, I'm gonna look at the artist, but mm-hmm. I'm also look at what they did during the competition. And right. I felt like he should have won. That's okay. my only thing. But in terms of Diddy in the band, if they can bring the same energy as rhythm and flow, you know what? It will be. It will be so amazing. funny that you say that because I, it, I guess it's timely. I guess mm-hmm. because of the show like Rhythm and Flow and then this is something that he has done before so to capitalize I mean it make 
It makes sense. Yeah, I, I just hope that if he tries to to uh, have revolt as a part of it, that it works for everyone. Because mm-hmm. I can't tell you like if I've ever watched Revolt TV. I mean, I remember first of all when Revolt first came out, they just they were just showing videos. Yeah, and it was only I believe available on FiOS. It was only available on certain <clears throat> cable networks. I'm not 100 percent sure. If it, I think it has expanded since then mm-hmm. in terms of being available on other cable networks. I don't have a television, so I couldn't yeah, tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah, like I definitely get where you're coming from. I don't think that Revolt is large enough for that. And also, if it's copywritten by MTV, then I don't know yeah, if, if that will work yeah. or go into play. But yeah. I do hope that it's on a streaming platform. I'd rather see it on a streaming That'd platform be dope. than see it on, on MTV. Yeah. So I don't really got time for Because people's not really watching MTV yeah. like that. If anything, it might be on VH1 because low-key VH1 is like the new yeah, BET. Yeah. So. Viacom. Yeah. But that's all in all. Like, I'm I'm really... If, if he can make this happen and it's not like a grain of salt, like... Yeah. I'm with it. I'm yeah, totally with it. Yeah. Uh, in other entertainment news, uh, Dave Chappelle accepts the Mark Twain Prize for American humor. Do you know what the Mark Twain, Twain Prize is? No. Because I've, I've heard like... He's oh, I'm going to the Mark Twain. I mean, Mark Twain is an author. Yes. Okay. All right. See? (laughs) (laughs) So the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor is an American award presented by by the John F. Kennedy Center for Performing Arts Mm -hmm. annually since 1998. Named after the 19th century humorist Mark Twain. I didn't know that he was a humorist. I never read a Mark Twain book in my life. Or like part of it. I know school. It's a very thin. Thin. I don't recall reading that book oh damn i yeah i don't cool yeah (laughs) it was uh it is presented to to individuals who have had an impact on american society in ways similar to twain the jfk center chose twain due to his status as a controversial social commentator and his up oh sorry uncompromising perspective of social injustice and personal folly okay so how did they come to choose Dave Chappelle? Um, I that honestly that I wasn't into in the it. info that you yeah, saw. Like, like none of that was in the info. But uh, just looking at who else over the past year, like he's I hit mean, the ground running for the year, especially I'm, with what he's doing. I'm not discrediting that at all. I'm just and what you read to an extent mm-hmm. relates to, to him. You yeah. know, to him and his contribution to, I guess society over the year but still like i would like to know like exactly yeah, yeah i didn't see it like okay. I'm, I'm looking for i'm like oh, is, is it over they? the year or over years i, I think it's over the year because they do it uh annually, annually so I, I would think that that it would be that's i'm like i mean i don't Chappelle joins the likes of richard pryor who was the uh, honorary or inaugural uh, recipient, mm-hmm. uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Eddie Murphy, and many more. So is it like, that's, I'm going to assume that it's not just comedians, because everybody you just named is a comedian. No, and they, I guess no. that you included them because he's a comedian and he's also getting the award, no, it, as opposed to it only goes to comedians. It goes to comedians. The okay. reason why I included them is because they're the only black people, aside from another person who I don't want to make name because I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how people are going to take him. But, what uh, feathers you? Uh, Bill Cosby what, what, it was uh, um, another another person who uh, accepted okay. the award. Right. Funny story about Bill Cosby with this award. He turned down the award twice because he, he didn't like that they were using profanity or that they uh, selected artists who use profanity to, to honor Richard Pryor, which is freaking ironic. Your like, life is profane. Like, fuck out of th- here. Th- that's one part, right? <laughs> so that's one part. Then we got to remember that the first person who won this fucking award was Richard it Pryor. Was Richard Pryor, who is profanity personified. <laughs> like, come on. So I didn't get it. And then fast forward to his... Uh, Whenever, whatever year yeah, he got it. W- whatever year he got it. And fast forward to now and when all the allegations and him getting going into jail for mm-hmm. what he has done. Yeah. Um... Just His name has been head. scratched off. So, oh shit! The hypocrisy <laughs> is crazy. Like, yo. crazy. <laughs> that, that's why I was like, bro, you did all that. He, he, his entire career. Oh man, 
like it, it's funny to me. I don't even want to get into the like if he did it, did he do it? Did I believe? Forget that aspect of it. But his entire career, him building his his entire persona on on being respectability clean, politics, cut, like exactly. Like I don't know if you ever got the chance to like watch or listen to Eddie Murphy speak about how uh, Bill Cosby treated him. Ridiculous. Nah, nah, never. So damn. Just another side note. I have you. Did you see the Dolomite movie? No, but I plan on watching that this weekend. I'm probably gonna watch it this weekend. Plan on watching it this weekend. Um, it's a a show on Netflix. If you get a chance, I only looked at like key comedians who I actually liked and fucked with. Mm -hmm. Um, it's comedians in cars. Oh, the one with Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to. I didn't haven't watched it. But um, I know there's an Eddie Murphy episode. There's an Eddie Murphy episode, a Tracy Morgan episode. Is that episode. what he talks about it on? Yeah, so okay. he, he speaks about it. He's like, yo, like I, I hit the ground running. Like People were fucking with me. Yo, he then, was fucking hot. So, so, he, so he gets a fucking call from uh, Bill Cosby. Like, uh-huh. And, Bill, Eddie and he Murphy does, does the, the voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, yo, if you want to see real comedy... Come, come see my, my stand-up. He said, come, come <laughs> to my stand-up and, and see how, how it's done without the, all, all the profanity and blah, 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 blah. This is somebody who Eddie Murphy fucking idolized yeah. and he did not respect them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, yo, he respected other people like who, who may have used profanity or whatever the case may be. But when it came to me, like I guess he looked at me as a fucking threat. And mm. he, yeah, he, he did not fuck with Eddie Murphy at all. But I'm saying like that's they were even two completely different lanes, even going out. So how was how was someone who ain't even in your class so, a threat? So it, <laughs> because at the time you got to remember what Eddie Murphy was doing in the late '80s, early he '90s. He was in Met like was trail trail fucking movies so, like every fucking six months. Exactly. So uh, aside from the movies, he had Raw. Yeah. Delirious. It, like, and delirious. Yeah. And, and they were on fire. Oh, right? yeah. So looking at how he was propelled and remember like before him, like you had Bill Cosby who was making shit, a shit ton of movies. He was shows. making a lot of movies he and then he ended up money. Yeah, having the TV show. Exactly. So like, I guess he felt like but they still they're then, in two different classes. Yeah, they're in two different classes. I, I totally agree, and I also felt like he looked at it as if all black people should act and and be presented in a certain light and certain moving way. Moving on, moving but, on. Yeah, moving on to that. Because <laughs> please, super dope for Dave Chappelle. Yeah, uh, congrats. That's cool. Yeah, it's super dope for him. Something that I think you would be, Oops. excuse me, ecstatic about is uh, the Apollo documentary. So you know what? I actually had the opportunity to go see it at the Apollo Theater, mm-hmm. but then I forgot that I... Uh, <laughs> and the tickets were free, too. And I forgot. It's, if it's not on my calendar, it's not... It don't exist, okay. like, dead ass. That's Good just... Business. Because my brain, there's so many... Like, yeah. I have a lot on oh, my plate. Yeah, I feel you. And if it's not on my calendar... It don't exist, dead ass. So I just forgot, and then actually my coworker was going. So me and her we leaving now, and she's telling me. I was like, oh shit, I know something today. That's wild. Fuck, but yeah, because I really wanted to see that, and then of course it being in the Apollo Theater, mm-hmm. like that's been, so, wild. Yeah. So tidbits about it: uh, the story of the famed Harlem Theater will be told in an HBO special called The Apollo, according to Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Apollo documentary is directed by Oscar and Emmy winner Roger Ross Williams, the first African-American to win an Academy Award for directing for the documentary Ooh, short beautiful. music by it. Prudence. Black. Yes, indeed. Hell yeah. The, doc- the documentary <laughs> focuses on the history and legacy of the theater over the last 85 years of its existence. So super random. So I just randomly remembered... Yo, Showtime at the Apollo for me was like an event. Like it would come on like after Saturday Night Live was, on yeah. NBC, uh-huh. and then they had the marquee, and it was different colors. And Showtime, then they had the feather dancers coming out. <laughs> yeah, the feather dancers coming out. Kiki Shepard, uh, Rudy. Damn, what was his name? It was Mad Comedians that used to host this. Steve mm-hmm. Harvey hosted, Steve Harvey hosted it. it. Um. I forgot his name, but he I think he was from Brooklyn and he was mad funny. But he was another person, I think Sinbad. Yeah, and then they had Sinbad. a different artist come on and Yeah. Oh, man. It was dope. If you kinda of think about it, it was like before X Factor and all not X Factor, um 
It was that was What's like that, that was like the first like yeah. yeah American not American I guess um, kind of but like it was it was more so of a talent yeah. show not necessarily like a singing competition which yeah. talent shows are competitions but it wasn't set that way it was like all right it was like people, no clear cut winner or nothing people, like that yeah people there was? won yeah really crowd parts you had people oh from crowd to participation man <laughs> yeah he would come out you pull a motherfucker off so like yeah. Sucked. You know, I think she would be like, all right, give it up for this person, give it up for this person. And then they would have, the crowd would choose who won. And then, you know, you had your artists that came out, even people that are artists now that were on the amateur. I do remember Jaheem. Dad, you're right. So Jaheem did win once. Um, You know, on the amateur. I forget what it's called, but that, which they still do. Oh. Um, And yeah. (sighs) Man, no. Yeah. Memories. So it's it's so it's a lot of uh, history within the Apollo of Theater. Course, I don't know course. a lot of uh, if a lot of people know, but you also had one of Nikki Barnes's associates who had bought and he was running the Apollo at one point in time. Yes, uh, back in the seventies, I want to say. 60s, I believe 70s. someone black now yes. is um if I'm not mistaken running it or president or something of it. But yeah, it's just the the idea of this. I really want to see this. Um, I do too. I do. I have a special, well, I've gone to the Apollo for a school trip, so that was cool. But one memory that I have, when D'Angelo went on tour mm-hmm. for his album, his New York show was at the Apollo. At the Apollo, yeah, I do remember that. And I was just like, yo, it's fucking D'Angelo and it's the fucking Apollo. And it's just like, <laughs> all this black greatness just congealed together to just be just an amazing experience. And like, yeah, just Apollo, like one of the few standing things in New York that is still where Especially it was in, Harlem too. in the heart of Harlem still where it was originally I'm gonna presume where it was originally built is still there never left and this is a legacy it's you know so facts I'm definitely I like I like shit like that so I'm definitely gonna watch I do um the I don't got you got HBO go yes I do don't worry okay. I got you uh, okay, the interviewees <laughs> of the film include artist Common, Jamie Foxx. He actually Savion Glover. had a show there, too, when he was on tour. Who, Common? Yeah. Oh, really? And Jamila Woods open. Because I really want to see her, but yeah. <laughs> what was the but? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just saying, like, I would have I went to for her. Like, Oh, not Common? I didn't listen to the album, so it wouldn't. kind of would have been a, a moot point unless he doing old joints, then, you know. Of course, he's gonna, I don't think he's I mean, yeah, but it's the tour, so for the album. It'll so. probably be like three old songs and the rest probably be the... Not just three, ones. but, you know, you gotta you know. do yeah. Um, but also Patty LaBelle, Smokey Robinson, and Pharrell Williams would uh, be in interviewees. Cool, cool. I'm cool. down. Did it say how long it is gonna be? I didn't see the runtime, no. Okay. Didn't mm, see the runtime. Probably an hour. I would say an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I guess heavier news, but why are you I, always ending it with, like with this? this? I know. I, I I thought about that, but I but then again, I, I thought about why like start with it. But I, I'm sorry. It's all right. John already, Witherspoon. Um, Tuesday, October 29th. I woke up at like 4 a.m. and then I'm seeing like rest in peace, John Witherspoon. Pops. I was on. Was it? Is it Tuesday or was it Wednesday? The 29th. I think that was Sorry. Tuesday. No, it was Wednesday. 29th was Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. Yeah. I'm on Twitter and someone posted like, oh, damn, like RIP Pops. I'm like, nah, fuck out of here. Y'all not stop. Like, y'all always killing him. Just stop. <laughs> so I went to bed, woke up, and I think I had went on Instagram, I think. And either I went on Twitter or I went on Instagram and I saw it. And like, I was like, I like, I tear it up. Like, yeah. I tear it up. Because he really, he's someone that has been like a mainstay in like comedy, mm-hmm. black comedy, black culture. Mm-hmm. For us, we grew up, he's been throughout our lives. That's a fact. Like House Party, Friday, various music videos, Just Wanna Love You, uh, Jay-Z, um, then Boondocks. Martin, Boomerang, the movie, just any, the Wayans Brothers, the fucking show mm-hmm. as Pops originally. 
I just that's just off the top of my head. But you know, you've just been in so many things that you know just shaped us. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, you know, everyone does have to go, but I haven't heard the reason. The, the cause of, of death. The cause. I, I, I haven't either. Um, I hadn't heard that he was sick. He was recently like did shows like mm-hmm. the week before. Um, he has a cooking show on YouTube, I, which I that episode he, yeah. was four days before. You know he passed so like he was still around and he was still you know moving and living and thriving and doing his thing and then just for him to really be gone like and he wasn't like you said he wasn't on no cosby shit like he embraced everyone everyone he embraced the culture changing he embraced the newer people coming up you know mentored them and brought them in and you know gave advice and everything like that and even for us younger people like you know he was just like that cool uncle that and eventually that cool grandpa that you always just wanted to be around and mm-hmm. everything like that so it was, it was really sad like it was really sad because i was like i was sad like i was legit sad and i'm Me like too. damn y'all I, I was like nah i can't be yeah man yeah man so definitely our condolences to the family and um you know anyone that's affected or anything like that if you get the chance because uh netflix like they have a i want to say like an offshoot called strong black lead which in this i guess campaign they're just highlighting um, more black cultural like movies and Mm -hmm. figures and things like that so they have a podcast and it's so funny, like earlier this year, they did an episode with John Witherspoon. So if you get the opportunity, definitely listen to that, you know, him being funny and silly. And then also just talking about, you know, just the game and coming up and yeah. everything like that. And just a more definitely like a more humanized like conversation mm-hmm. with him. So well, not, I don't say like because no, like, you know, when interviews are just like hard, straight, like yeah. questions is like very conversational and he's loose. more you know he's open and talked about things that you probably wouldn't have heard him talk yeah. about before so couple of things about him because I, I i did look some stuff please up. please share uh yes. he was born 1942 in detroit as john weatherspoon weather okay yeah he, he changed his name entering show business he has since he has siblings one brother is a uh or was a songwriter for motown records oh wow uh his sister is a i guess pastor okay um before becoming an actor, he was a, or a comedian. He was a fashion model in Detroit. Oh, crazy! All right, pops. <laughs> <laughs> he had a passion for music, and he played the trumpet and the French horn. Mm. His on-screen debut was uh, Barnaby Jones, where he played a camp counselor. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you already touched on, on some of the things that that he appeared on uh, during his career. He appeared on numerous shows in film, including Good Times, What's Happening, The Richard Pryor Show. Hill Street Blues, 227, uh, Living Single, Wayne's Brothers, of course, The Last Comic Standing, Boomerang, love Boomerang and him in it. Got to coordinate. Uh, coordinate. <laughs> the Boondocks, Black Jesus, and of course, uh, the 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 movie that I think all of us love, the, the cultural movie, uh, Friday. Of course. And next Friday and the Friday after that. <laughs> I Friday don't, after next. The way I feel about it, they don't, don't bring Boondocks back. Yeah, man. Don't bring it back. Yeah. Like you, first of all, y'all cannot. Ha- there's not gonna be nobody else unless you get his son. Yeah, I, I don't know if his son sounds like him. So they've cause, so he they also did an episode. Him and his son did an episode on Joe Rogan together, okay. and he was actually imitating his father. So if it ain't his son, don't bring it that. back. Like yeah. I'll take his son. That's fine, but. If it's nah, yeah. like, cause I know they're in talks of bringing back the Boondocks. Yeah, but I'm just like, nah, I don't want it. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want it. I don't want it back. If he, like, he loved doing the Boondocks, he was like, yo, of course I love doing the Boondocks. That's easy money. I sit down, I do pretty much <laughs> talk a, shit. A, a talk <laughs> shit, and I pretty much do an entire episode, um, entire entire season in one sitting. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's easy money. Yeah, but um, he survived by a, his wife, uh, Angela Robinson Witherspoon, and two children. Yeah, yeah. Rest in paradise, brother. Yes. But celebrate yes. his life. Of course. If you got Friday or anything that he's in, I got like Mad Boondocks uh, uh, DVDs. The box set, like, yeah. Or even if you have Hulu, just watch something. Like, yeah. Laugh, laugh for him. Laugh for yes, him. Yes, yes. I think he would he would appreciate that. Yeah. So this is Mad Random. So I'm just going to make it like really quick. <laughs> really quick. Or should I even just talk about it? So Wu-Tang 
Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it now or just later? Like what's another up? episode? No, what's up? I fucking love it. I loved it. <laughs> like, a few weeks ago, whenever we did the episode with BA, that day I went home and I think I had watched episode one because it had already, the season was yeah, already in, underway like, from season one to like episode one to episode six. Like, I binged the shit. And I was like, yo, this is really fucking good. Like, the acting is for the most part, pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, the acting is really good. Storyline good. The storyline is really good. It's really compelling and interesting and everything like that. And there were certain things that I didn't know that was real because, of course, you know, it is about their life. Yeah. But you, like, I'm, you, you never know what's, know what's for what's TV back. and what's for thing. That whole, well, spoiler, whatever. So that whole situation of, oh, Lord. I know Raekwon and... Bobby... Uh, yeah. Um, being no, not that. No, but well, that too. But the whole situation of Bobby being signed for that single deal mm-hmm. and him, you know, kind of revamping yeah. his sound and everything like that. I did not know that was real until after that episode, where in the credits they're showing the video, yeah. the song, and everything like that. And I was like, oh shit, here. like that's real, like that's so, real. So like, it, I didn't. I just thought that was like kind of like. If, fluffed up. If, if you liked that that story, um, part one and part two of the documentary that they had, or was it Showtime? Yeah, it was on Showtime. It's actually saying. if you have Hulu, it's on Hulu too. So check out the documentary. Okay. So on the documentary, he talks about it. He okay. talks about that. He talks about uh, trying to steal the the eight hundred eight. Yeah. Or, or or and then eventually buying it and it have not having a manual. Yeah. And you gotta figure that shit and out. And that was in the show yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. yo. So you, you got you huh. gotta definitely I will, watch that. Yeah. So it, it helps you differentiate between got it. what's real and what's not. Got it. Moving well what all I wanna say is I don't know if anybody that works for Hulu is listening. Bring this shit back for season two. I need to know what happened <laughs> at the end. Like I need oh. to know is she gonna keep the baby. I need to know if you know and then he done left his brother in Staten Island. So and I'm like, yo, you shot this man. Yeah. And even that part is in the documentary too. Like huh? not him shooting, but him moving to Ohio. They because when no it was South Carolina yeah like he when grew he was up, younger yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so them moving it to, to Ohio with his mom having a house out there and then yeah. eventually moving back oh okay uh, dag I wanted to say something shoot 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 oh and if you don't know as well he doesn't have one sister he has more than one sister mm-hmm. the sister in the show she is a combination of all his sisters put together okay yeah okay and I wasn't sure if any of his sisters ever dated one of them that part i don't know that's what i'm like i don't That'd know be nuts all right anyway yeah, yeah, but yeah. i just wanted to talk about that because like that is like a is a really really good show and it deserves attention all the actors are there like are amazing i forget his name lord but the one that plays raekwon i'm like yo like he got the yeah. mannerisms like yeah. he's a great actor just in general but he got the mannerisms like and everything like that and then who the one that plays ghostface oh, here we go, here we go. Anyway, so. <laughs> this shit. All right, so that's it for the rap, and we're gonna move on into oral, oral pleasure. pleasure. Who we have first up? Ninety-five EP by Beam. All right, he's an artist producer. I believe he's from Florida. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I think I'm trying to find info about him, but I wasn't able to really pinpoint anything. But with this EP, I believe Cardo Got Wings produced. If not all, majority of this EP. Yo, this EP is lit. I didn't get to listen to it. And it's so funny. Like, I was just, like, on Instagram. Because I, like, I try to find projects. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, we want to talk about people that are already out there and main stuff. But I also want to find. and Yeah, so I was just on IG and I saw it. And I'm like, all right, let me just put it on the list. I'll get to it. And unfortunately, that was actually the one that I didn't get to. Well, one of one that of. I didn't get to. So, so over the past year, who, who would you say like I, I've been pumping really hard? Pause. Had to pause. Oh God. <laughs> uh, um, like this, we just talked about the year C mad long. I don't fucking know. Like, All right, so J- Saint John. That's one. Okay. And then you have Travis Scott. Okay. His music is. But I, all- oh shit! Wait, no. Astroland came out came this out the, year? But yeah, but I know it came out last year. Oh, that's so, what I'm like, what? Yeah, that would have been nuts. That would have been nuts. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm, all, I'm always I'm, I'm always pumping Travis Scott. Yes, yes. But his, and then he's also 
From my, he, I know he's from the West Indies, uh, Beam. Okay. Uh, I, and I know he was speaking Patois. But okay. I don't know if he's Jamaican or, you know, a lot of West Indians, they love, 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 love shark tooth in y'all dialect. So Right, that's what I was about to say. Hell yeah, <laughs> so hell it, yeah. You can't really tell. Okay. But, um, yeah, like, he brings some good fucking energy to this EP. Mm-hmm. And you hear, like, like you hear some bump, like, then you picture, like, him having a song with St. John. And then okay. you hear the energy and you picture him having a song with Travis Scott. Oh. And this shit is fire to me. Like, I, I, over the fir, over the rip, uh, Drop the Roof, I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, dude, Danny done fucked up if she didn't listen to us. <laughs> so, and I listened to it today. But I put I it on there, though. Yeah, you put it on. You put it on. And I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, definitely, 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 if you get the opportunity, like, if you want some, like, music that you could really just bump to, drive to, like, this shit is fire to me. I, I can't even... I can't even so like, what tracks? What's up? Tracks. I know you're looking at me like yo, Matt. Cut, cut it. Yeah, come uh, on. No, not like that. Like, like, what's up? <laughs> uh, I really fuck with "Drop the Roof." That fucked up. Sorry. Press uh, start or play by accident. Uh, Mad Gal um, and Lost. Like, uh, oh, and Stranded because he has Charles Major on Stranded. Okay. And they killed that shit. I'm probably when yeah. I leave out of here, I'm gonna listen to it. And I also held like I, I hate when I hype shit up and you be like Matt, it was I. Right. So I'm hoping I'm not over hyping this. But I fuck with it. I'm still gonna listen to it though, because yeah, yeah. you said it was good. So I, I trust your judgment for the most part. All right, next. Oh, that that was October 18th. Also on the 18th, stacked by Cash Doll, rapper mm. from Detroit, Michigan. This is, I believe, her debut album. Mm-hmm. If it's not her debut album, at least it is her first album being signed to Republic Records, which she recently was signed, recently got signed to earlier this year and I know it was a whole big thing because she had put out music before and wasn't able to like it was something about whoever she was affiliated with before and putting so out her music out. and stuff like that yeah uh cash doll in this like she showed layers and not a lot of people when they hear cash doll they only think of like her ig persona okay uh, especially when, when I told the people I'm like yo she can she can rap they were like Nah, she can it. rap though she can fucking rap I haven't gotten to see cause the they had the hip hop award ciphers mm-hmm. I didn't and see it she, as well. yeah I didn't get to see hers but she she did her thing she she has uh, some some heavy features on it she has Big Sean on it she has Lil Wayne on it Trey Songs. she has a song with Abu Tiana Taylor she has a song mm-hmm. with Abu Summer Walker mm-hmm. like the, the album the album Overall, I, I I like the album. I, I do. Want, I gotta check her out too because I remember we. I think she had like Brad's tape or something like I, that. That was I think it was like an EP that came out last year. Okay. And I was like, uh, this is cool. Uh, you know, it's all right. But I wasn't like, you know, brat male. Brat male. That was like, yeah, like I fuck with it. But I, like I said, like I love her verse on the song with Big Sean, that Already project set. with him and Metro Boomin because okay. they had a joint project yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And I forget, I think so good. I love her yes, on that. Yes, like it, their it energy so together mm-hmm. is so. It, and plus, he's from Detroit. They had to it, have they, had they another really song together. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like overall, I I I I, I would say that she can rap. I would love to see her growth mm-hmm. because, like, I can tell like she is like she's gonna hit it. Yeah, because she is growing. Um, only knock on it is that the album is too long. That's my only thing. How many songs is it? If I'm not mistaken, 18? 17. 17 songs. Well, how long is it? Oh, I'm sorry. And that too. The sucky thing about it is I'm on title, and title does not show oh. the length of the actual unless I go to yeah, title doesn't show it. All right now. Oh no, I'm lying. Forty six minutes, forty six minutes, forty five seconds. Okay, that's I a, look at that. Tracks. I don't look at tracks. I look at length now, in terms of like duration. <laughs> cool. Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, so songs that I liked, of course, Ready Set with her and Big Sean. I think she killed it with Little Wayne mm-hmm. uh, and Kitten, and then the, the two songs with the two women that I'm really fucking with now, especially in R and B. Uh, no lames. Featuring Summer Walker and Feel Something featuring Tiana Teller. Yeah, it's funny that, not funny, but Tiana, she, I think she did a live mm-hmm. or she was talking about, or a video, and she was talking about how her daughter, Junie, always be like, Alexa, play Cash Doll. Like, That's funny. <laughs> oh, and Tiana Teller is in Rhythm and Flow. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. All right, so also on the 18th of October, Kairos. Nicole Buss, she's a singer from Amsterdam oh, and is man. currently signed 
well, recently signed to Rock Nation. She was actually a contestant. I don't remember what season it was, but it was a while ago. Uh, they have, I guess, a version in Holland of The Voice, and I believe she's like one of the semi-finalists over there. She's been doing music for a while over in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. So this is her first uh, release in the United States. And she had an interview with Ebro on Apple Music, of course. So the title means The Appointed Time, Divine Timing. Uh, like I said, she's been doing music for 10 years in Amsterdam. So this album is a product of where she always wanted to be as an artist, as this is a divine moment for her. She's been working with the producer Needles a lot. Mm -hmm. And with this album, they wanted to bring back the feel of the hip hop boom bap era, which is a part of hip hop that is missing because, you know, we got the whole rhythmic joint, the whole quote unquote trap or newly created trap or offshoot of whatever trap is now. <laughs> so, you know, if you listen to that and you hear like, oh, like off the hip hop drums and everything like that and you notice that throughout the album that's why yeah. also the song you was actually leaked it was not when it came out it wasn't supposed to come out mm. and dj enough just played it and she's like so you know thankfully you know he played it because now it helped like it pushed her yeah and that was so the first song released from there she's working on this album she said she's been recorded in atlanta and she's been having these songs for about five years or so. So, yes. All right. So, my thoughts. So, I thought the album would be more aligned with that sound of you. That whole hip-hop soul inspired with, you know, a little significant R&B sound. From track one to five gave me, like, that European soul pop energy that was... You know, from the early 2010s, a la, I guess, Lily Allen, uh, Amy Winehouse-ish, that energy. Which, you know, even though throughout the album that European sound energy is weaved in and out. But from track 6 to 10, that's where it really hit for yeah. me. And I was like, alright, cool. Like, that's you giving me the crux of what I want. And I was just like... When it got to that point, I vibed hard. Like, I vibed hard. And, yeah, it's, that, it's a good album overall. It's a good album overall. If you were expecting what I was expecting, you won't be... I don't want to see you won't be pleasantly surprised. Well, I mean, what I'm trying to say is if you thought that the sound... If you had the train of thought that I had, <laughs> you know then you won't be disappointed, but you'll still find something that you like. But even though it's not what we expected, it's still a good mm -hmm. album. I agree, because when I heard you, I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, so, first of all, just that cream sample. Yeah. like. So I, I, I listened to you before you, <laughs> before Danny put it on our playlist uh, document. So it was on one of our playlists, and then, but but even before that, like it came up on like IG like suggestions. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. And I went and I listened to it, to yeah, it that and song then is the amazing. album came out, and I'm like, yo, this album isn't like exactly what you gives you, but it still gives a really good feeling of hip hop, and it does melt it with her style in, in Europe, and then it also gives you like a fresh outlook. Yeah, like it, it, it's a fresh, it's a fresh take. I like her songwriting as yes. well. And I really enjoy her voice. She has a really nice voice. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't necessarily pinpoint it, but the rasp, like, I just love. I just love that in general. Yeah. So I love like her. I just she is distinct. Yeah, I love her voice. All right, so my favorites. I did enjoy "Comfort Me," which you know got the reggae rock influence energy right there. When "Love It" came on, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. So that's a favorite. And also Rain. Those are my favorite songs off of here. I like Rick Ross's uh, verse on you. Yeah, I just... I, like his. I was like, I don't want... I'm but, I'm fine with the original. I was going to say that. I, I, I was going to say, <laughs> at this point, like we, we don't need two more remixes I'll of probably it. listen to the Ghostface Killer because it's just Ghostface. off GP. Yeah. But the original is just on point for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Come For Me. I enjoyed Rain. And with you. 
like I, and one thing I also say is that the, the melodies that that she took from like classic hip hop songs or yeah. even classic songs, mm-hmm. I love that like how she just made her own renditions of it. Yeah, I love that she was just like you know she. The people that are connecting to it are people that know the old sam- the mm-hmm. songs that were originally sampled and then people that were growing up in the current hip hop. Well, not current, but in that hip in the 90s, early boom bap era. And then people now that are getting to it. So it's kind of like just a full circle type of thing. And she loves that about the album and everything like that. So I was just like, yeah, that's dope. But definitely not. Nah, it's, it's good. I like it. Joe, definitely listen to it. All right. So... October 25th, Sweet Insomnia by Gallant. Gallant, I'm not 100% sure. Percent sure I was just hoping this that. this is actually was, his last name, so I'm just going to go with Gallant. I'm just happy that I was no one who oh had to boy. read this shit Now you be butchering shit. Exactly. That's why I'm happy. Because when I first, I'm like, Gallant, no, this can't be it. So I said Gallant. Bro. You never know. It's not a soft G. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> How you know? Because I know. All right, so Gallant, Gallant, whatever. <laughs> Singer songwriter from Columbia, Maryland, I believe, but I know from Maryland for sure. This is his sophomore album, and he signed to Warner Records. I enjoy his songwriting and the sound that he's just originally created for himself, which sets him apart as an artist. The album is a bit more brighter sonically, it's a bit more sonically brighter than his debut album, Ology. But it does have its downbeat moments. And overall, the sound of this album is cohesive and throughout. And it does, doesn't does stay, doesn't stray too far from the sound that he's originally created. I would say that this album is shorter than Ology, I believe. I And I'll probably say that I like this one more than Ology. Even though Ology has Mizuyaki and that song is fucking fire. And there's a song that he also has with Janae Aiko that I really like as well. You know, over the year, and I'm saying year from 2018, he's been putting out some, you know, tracks here and there. Gentleman, which I loved. Gentleman is fire. It's such a fucking good song. And I was just like, yo, if this what your album finna be on, you mm-hmm. got me. He also put out Ha Ha, Nobody Can Hear You Laugh, or I believe that's the name of the song. And I really did enjoy that. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm really with this. I like this sound because he doesn't really, he's under R&B when you go to like Apple Music and shit, but I don't necessarily consider him R&B. So when those songs came out, because to me that merges his sound in an R&B pocket, I'm like, yo, come yeah, on, let's I, go. I felt like throughout this entire thing, he gave like a good, uh, a good melting of R&B yeah. and pop. I agree, and I'll definitely say that. And like I said, the sound that he's created for himself is definitely still there. Um, like, like I was saying, I was hoping that it was gonna be in that lane, but now, but I was hoping it was gonna be in that lane. But then I heard the album, and I was like, oh, okay. Not and I'm not to say not to say that I don't like it. It just you know I just I need to just let go of expectations I guess because <laughs> I'm just like I'm thinking it's gonna be this. But the songs that are on there are dope. I love the opening for ten. I I was just like for and then when I heard that I'm hoping you straight shot just that house. That's, mm-hmm. that's just the energy we on. But it was not. But it's okay. Four ten. Love the intro. I like paper tulips. Of course, sleep on it. And even though it was like a interlude track, I like Forever Twenty One a lot. Yo, I thought it was the only one. I like that a lot. I, I like l- I like where this is going, and then it just stopped. Like, I fuck. know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I really thought the same. Paper Tulips, you did mention. Um, Sweet Insomnia uh, with with Black, mm-hmm. bruh. Yeah, it's cool. The, the the reason why I really like the fact that Black is on it is because he helped break up. The mm-hmm. sound yeah. on the album, mm-hmm. like so. The, I really enjoyed the that um and hips. I like that song. I too. fuck with hips. I like that song too. So yeah, just you know, he's he's dope, and I like his voice Yo, when he be hitting out, them please. high notes. Yeah, I fuck with Galan. He's sick, so definitely check that out. Also on the twenty fifth elevation tank. 
This is this man's ninth studio album. I believe I listened to a, a good amount of them. Then he started doing weird stuff. So I was like, wait. Oh gosh. Um. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the album before Savage, and I was like, uh, I wasn't really moved by it because there are some albums from him that I really enjoyed. Yeah, like Love, Sex, and Pain. I like Love, Sex, and Pain. I I don't recall if I've ever listened to that one. I love This Is How I Feel. I think that's a really good album. And I do enjoy Now or Never. Mm-hmm. I will listen to Love, Sex, and Pain. I haven't, I haven't listened to it. But the previous two albums I mentioned are ones that I like. And the Love, Sex, and Pain, Sex, Love, and Pain, whatever the fuck it's called. Sex, Love, and Pain. My Thanks. Um, <laughs> that one is kind of like the main, like one, the album that a lot of people know him for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what do we have to say about this? I enjoy Tank as an artist. Because I didn't write nothing. I enjoy Tank as an artist. I enjoy the fact that he's not someone that necessarily is trying to stay young. Even though there are some songs, like there's a song called No Cap. Okay, whatever, I guess. You know, he doesn't try to like, I don't. You of course you want to bring in the younger generation because he's a I want to say he's kind of like a legend in the game. Yeah, he is. As an R&B artist and he could fucking sing. Mm-hmm. So I know that he, you know, takes his role mentoring or at least giving opportunities and gems to younger R&B artists and everything like that. So, you know, of course, you know, you have the younger people, the younger generation is in music that you want to reach out to and, you know, give that to. But you also don't want to be dated and kind of like cater to a certain age group. So I get that. So I get the current colloquial yeah. colloquial references and things like that but it's not like oh this old man trying to be young it don't feel like that but i get why he does that i say all that to say even though there are some of those moments sonically this shit is just like pristine like mm-hmm. the production is great and the production is like you said like the album is called it is elevation it does you know elevate his sound like i said his sound like you you don't hear nothing that's like oh why why is this on here this don't sound like tank like you know he stays true to his sound which i really do appreciate i just i like it it's good i I fuck with it i agree i only got one knock so (laughs) so i start the album and <laughs> <laughs> as long as we have the same knock, that's all I care about. That's all I care about. So, I, I, care so about. I start the album because I'm like, you know what? Let me start listening to projects. This nigga here. I start the album. <laughs> and, you know, this nigga, Ghost. <laughs> she never gonna call him a Mari Hardwick. <laughs> that's not Ghost. Go smooth. Yeah, this nigga. <laughs> Mr. Amari Hardwick is on here and he's doing his spoken, like spoken word. Spoken word rap. And I'm thinking, all right, you know, because, you know, sometimes, because actually, Ke- all right, so Kehlani's album starts off with her very good friend, Rihanna. I think her last name is Biddy, who's like a a writer, author. A she really good poetry, poet? A poet, poetry. She's a poet, yeah, and, and everything like that. So that her album starts off like that. And I only compare it because that they both start off with poetry and spoken mm-hmm. word. So... I'm like, all right, cool. He going to be on here for a smooth 30, 45 seconds. And then he's going to, you know, get into the song or get into the album. You right? sing a whole song, right? boy, with no hook. So <laughs> I'm listening. A minute pass. Okay. A minute and 30 seconds pass. All right. A minute and 45. I'm like, yo. Then I look to see how long this shit is. It's four minutes. It's four minutes of this man doing spoken word. And I'm just like, yo, Tank, I don't know. I, I haven't watched any interviews because I know somebody had to have asked him, why is he on here? Because he's also on a song with um, Sean Stockman from Boyz II Men. I skipped over that shit too. So I'm just like, I don't know why he's on there. I haven't done my research, so I apologize. But I'm just like, 
why you just ain't have your own shit and you put out your own thing for yourself as Omari Hardwick? <laughs> sure, whatever, whatever the fuck. I don't care, but why your ass is on here? I agree with you, like that, it, I don't want to give the shit numbers, but so I'm not, but it really just kind of demoted. Yeah, like it, I was it, just like, this turned me off from actually continuing to listen. I'm just like, I, I'm gonna come back to this because I just don't have the energy for this. I, this is not what I came here for. Like, this is not what I came here for. Ah, uh, you said everything. So <laughs> I, I was just very irritated. Like I was I, ready to, I was ready to give my spiel to you, man. Anyway, <laughs> but I would say. I do like Dirty and uh, the remix with Chris Brown. So, you know, I had never, because his song is actually doing really well on the radio, um, the Urban AC charts. Mm -hmm. And I just never heard it because when I don't listen to the radio and I just hadn't, I don't know, I just wasn't like, oh, let me listen to it. Because no offense, if Tank putting something out, I'm not jumping at the bit to listen to it, but that's just me. So, when you listen, like, so, so when you have, like, them concert ads on Spotify at least or just on the radio because yeah. I'm going to presume it's on the radio and they play an artist song like and you know featuring Fantasia and they play a song like five five seconds of hers seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they always use that for Fantasia <laughs> actually it wasn't all that but so you have that and then they say featuring Tank and then that song they played that and I had heard it and I was like okay I like this like I'm gonna listen to it but yeah. I didn't know it was that song so now I listen to like oh I, I fuck with it so Bruh. I just cause I, my voice I can't really give vocals like that today but I fuck with that song too oh yeah so what were you saying <laughs> I was trying to get my song sorry <laughs> you mean more featuring Luke James I love the fact that he found Keith Sweat and Keith Sweat dusted off the mic, but it's not one of my favorite songs on the album. I just love the fact that Keith, they had Keith Sweat. Keith's on there. Hmm? No, no, no. I, I'm not saying that he's no, not. No, no, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> Yo, you killed me. <laughs> it's somebody else. <laughs> Those are all the songs I had, too, so. Cool. So that's an even exchange of <laughs> stealing. <laughs> she fucking killed me. Now, nah, JoJo, yeah, and I, what I love is that, you know, if it's interesting they were actually both signed to black ground didn't know that yeah so i think that was kind of like a full circle moment so that was dope and jojo is just the shit so yeah yeah okay Get away. also on the 25th moments spent loving you xavier omar and sango xavier omar is a singer songwriter from san antonio texas well he's originally from georgia but then he moved to san antonio so he's kind of like based out of there georgia and Sango is a producer from Seattle, Washington. This is their second joint project together, and it is a continuation sequel to Hours Spent Loving You, which came out in 2016. Now, if you are like me, who's a fan of the Selection Collective, which is now a record label and everything like that, that's how I got introduced actually to both of these artists. Xavier Omar. His name before was Spazzy Rocket, and then he went as this. I think in 2015, he changed his name to that. But anyway, you know, if you know Sango, you know, like, his sound, which, honestly, when you listen to anything from Sango, for the most part, if there's, like, a Baila Funk inspiration or certain drums or certain sounds, you know that it's him. And I like that about... I like that just about him in general. So when Hours Spent Loving You came out, like, that shit was just... I'm just trying to figure out how to word this because it's just like it was like groundbreaking to me because it wasn't anything that was out at that time. These two artists came together and came to create some dope shit. It was really well received on the interiors of net songs on million listens and all of that shit. Right. That's 2016. So everyone's like, yo, what? Come on. What y'all was was next? Like, what are y'all doing next? Like, Mm -hmm. come on. So, fast forward to 2019, this project comes out, and I think Xavier, like, he posted, like, a a note on Instagram, and he was like, you know, we really just wanted to take our time with this because we know how much the first project meant to so many people, and thank you for your patience, and we hope that you make just as much, you know, memories with 
moments spent loving you like you have with hours spent loving you. This is longer than hours. And what I say that I will love is it really sounds like a continuation of hours spent loving you sonically, energetically. It's all about love and relationships, of course. And I, I just, sometimes, which is rare, I'm speechless. I don't know how to describe this, but it really feels good. Like it <laughs> sounds great. He sounds great. Sango's an amazing producer, so the production is on point. And it's like it gives you moments, it gives you feeling, and is this shit is just the fucking shit. Like I didn't get a chance to, to so, listen to it and now I'm upset. It's so good. It's fucking so good. Man. Oh yeah, so now Xavier Omar signed to RCA. That was announced earlier this year. He was an indie artist before that, so that's fucking amazing. Shout out to him. He's about to go on tour for the Hot Javi tour starting, I believe, this month, if not end of this month, beginning of December. Opening acts include Baby Rose, LA, Paris Alexis, who has who's featured on What Do We Do on his album, and Kyle Dion. You will not be able to see all four in every city, so they each person is in respect is on respective dates, but they're all not going on tour with him for the whole duration. Man, I don't know. It's just everything. Just the whole album. Like it's just amazing. I'm gonna give it a listen on my way home. I would say for you who has never listened to them, okay, do hours spent loving you first, first, and then moments spent right, cool. loving you. Just so you could get that whole feel. And actually, that goes out to everybody else. Just so you could get the whole feel and energy. Because so, as a fan, I'm just like, yes, like this is what we've been waiting for for years. So, yeah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for Oral Pleasure. Some honorable mention. October 11th, maybe. Matt McGee, rapper from Washington, D.C. He has a very melodic voice that's pleasing to the ear. He's a good storyteller. There's a mellow and smooth energy throughout. Production covers a number of sonic trends throughout the history of rap, hip-hop, the jazz sample era, the 1970s R&B sample era. So I enjoyed that. And brings it about, brings it back around with a modern sound that can be associated with the DMV area, at least to me. Favorite tracks on there was our lady luck which uses fuck all right i don't know the name of it and i just know that it was when j cole came out with like this is shit i don't fucking remember what period of j cole this was but he had a song that he came out i think he was rapping in the back of the pickup truck and that song sampled lyrics to go by a tribe called quest I'm sorry, just... All right. So, that his song samples that song. And that's why I like it. So, that song and Atlanta. Those are my faves. What's the Matter, Brick? By Brick Liam. That was also... No, that was on October 18th. He signed to PJ Morton's label, Morton Records. Not 100% sure where he's from. So, I apologize. Now, this album is a concept project that goes through the different emotions and stages of the relationship end of the relationship but what I love though is that he explains the song titles and their connections in Insoluble which is the last song and ties everything together and he says that love is like energy or forms of matter it can grow and subside but it doesn't really die it just changes form I like that that because when you see the track listing (coughs) it'll make sense you're like why is this called gas why is this called solid so ah cool that's what I really enjoyed about it. So it's got a little alternative soul and R and B vibes. He he's a he's a dope singer. I really like him, and when he does like his little runs, like I love that shit. Favorite tracks: Solid, Gone, Go On, Gone. Yeah, because I just can't say it like that right now. Gone and like go on, like gone, like gone go out on. of here. Gotcha. Yeah. There you go. Came out. Thanks. And, <laughs> and Plasma um, Down. So those are my favorite songs. Also, on the 18th, Melly. I can't do it like her. But 
Melly, <laughs> Motions, her EP, a varying number of sounds on this EP that showcases her versatility. Yes, I do agree with that. Yes. TM Interlude, which is one of my favorites, is like an acoustic track, which I really, that came out before the EP, and I heard that, and I really loved that a lot. And I'm like, yo, if she did a whole project like that, I would not be mad at all. Hi For You, which features Jip Shun. We haven't heard from him in a minute. Same shit. Yeah, about. that gives, you know, a little bit of that dancehall feel with the hip hop. And she taps into her Dominican roots on Nana. You know, got some R&B vibes all up and throughout there. So, TM and Elude is my fave. And here we go again. I'm waiting for favorite. her in Tory Lanez, man. Waiting for it. I mean, they they work well together. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. It's like, uh, they work well together. So. Only because I like hearing her rap. That's why I say that. I like her. I like when she does both. I like when yeah. she switch off to both. Yeah. I think that she's such... She's talented. I really like her a lot. I like her energy. And with this EP, her opening for summer makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. So if you got tickets, yo, you're going to be in for a show. I'm tight. I'm mad. I want to go now. You and like, I both. I'm going to see if I can snag tickets. I'm good. So the price, I was like straight. Well, um, some still, but um, you know, like sometimes if you wait closer to the yeah, day, you might drop, get a might cheap drop, ticket. And last on on the list, Angelic Hot Mess by Lexi on the 25th. She's a singer-songwriter from New York. I didn't know that uh, until I did research. Got super chill vibes. Got a little jazz inspiration. Some trance and be a little alternative. A little alternative soul energy. It's an array of sounds, but they sound true to her. My favorites were Love Me and Damaged Soul. So... That's it for oral pleasure. So you just get on up into because I'm like one song in. Oh, good for me. I, I songs I fucked with. Just keep going. Quando Rondo, Immortal, Twenty One Savage. I feel like Twenty One Savage has something That's coming out song? soon. Sorry, is a new song? Yeah, I feel like he has something coming out soon, and I, I fuck with Twenty One and Rules by Doja Cat. Fuck with her too. Cool. Oh wait, that's the video. That video. That I didn't she... watch the video. I just oh. was, yeah. All right. Anyway. Now I know it's a video. Cool. I think so. Me is just just get here. Xavier Omar featuring Van Jess and Wale. That sh- that song is song is sick. All right. So thank you guys for listening. You can catch us on Facebook. Senwa Pod. C E S T P O D N O. Nope. C E S T N O I R P O D. Podcast, IG, Senwa Pod, Apple Music for the playlist, Danny B. Knowing, because I do, and follow us on Spotify, Senwa. Thank you guys again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Later, y'all.